Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's knocked the headgear off him. This is unbelievable. Big show coming up on Footy Tour. Gordy, what is happening at the West Tigers? Who would know? That's a million-dollar question. Maybe 11 or 12. What's the salary cap these days? But does Carl and Ponga have to go back to number one? Ooh, lots to talk about. Hello and welcome to another edition of Footy Talk. Emma Lawrence and Gordon Tallis. Another incredible weekend of footy, but not so if you were a Tigers fan, Gordy. I mean, what words do you have to sum up that performance yesterday? Uh, insipid. It, it was it was poor. I think they were the favourites against the Titans and, you know, there was talk about Appy Coruscant, so they had a chance yesterday against a side that lost their chief playmaker in the first minute, two minutes of the game, their second playmaker within the first 10 minutes of the game. I don't remember, like, the exact minutes. And then to not try to grind out a win and you know, get the W at your home crowd. I think it's I think it's real worrying signs for the Tigers not to win under the circumstances that was presented to them yesterday. Not to mention the fact that Tyson Frizzell then went off with an ankle injury. So did Jack Johns. Then they had, I think, 15 minutes off. or so with a man down. How, how concerning, if you were the Tigers, I mean, they knew that it was going to take a while. Tim Sheens had been open in saying, don't expect results straight away. It will take a while. It's a young group. But if you were Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall, are you concerned, Gordy? Oh, you would be. Actually, you know what? They probably did sleep like a baby last night. <laughs> Up at 12, 2, 4, and 6. <laughs> just worrying about. <laughs> just worrying about. Oh, I just don't like that night. I slept like a baby. I was up all night. Were you um, practicing that as you came in? <laughs> you, you no. <laughs> that's what happens when you're a parent, Emma. Right? I was up last night. You know, it is worrying because Tim probably hasn't been at the coalface for a while and you've got Benji that's a young coach and, you know, Robbie and the staff and, you know, you've worked really hard on your preseason and you thought that it's going to be right and it's you either change or, you know, you stick to what you believe in and there's a process but it's just not quite there, is it? Like you just saw yesterday, there's no connect. Like It just doesn't look connected in defence. It doesn't look connected in attack. And that's all the things that they can work on. I'd be worried. If I was supporting the Tigers, I'd be worried. Absolutely. You're a Tigers fan. You sat there and watched it. What did you actually think? If you just go there with your kids, you're sitting there having a hot dog and a cold beer, watching that team, Carlin Ponga gets knocked out and Bradley goes off. I was thinking at that point, oh, we are in here. We are in. Didn't this you? is the best opportunity possible. Their two best players or two of their key players gone. Yep, key players gone. I just thought this is the perfect opportunity. If we don't win or if the Tigers don't win, it's it's poor. So I think it made 17 errors. Every time they got an opportunity, there were errors that dro- kept dropping the ball. I mean, with the cohesion, is it the combinations? Is it because they've got a new spine? Is it, is it effort? What Can you put your finger on something? Well, they're trying to play Appy Coruscant ball, but, you know, they didn't really penetrate through the middle. I think the way that they would have liked it, and you'd think that once they get through the middle, then you'd see Brooks and Dewey on the edges, you know, just, but I thought other than Dane Laurie 
yesterday, there was no spark. And he's absolutely outstanding. He, if he doesn't play, the scoreline's even worse. You know, he's the only guy that pushed through the middle uh, to get on their points. So it, it's – I don't know how to fix it. That's why I'm not a coach. Mm. But I just know that it's going to be a lot of hard work and a lot of belief. So for those guys to start believing that they're good enough after yesterday, I think mentally that's a big hurdle. I think mm. – don't worry about physically putting your body on the line and getting rid of the errors. It's mentally – Playing against Newcastle, that's been under the pump, right? Mm. And not winning. I don't think you get Newcastle so beatable. You're at your home ground. They lose their two top players. A player gets sent off. The stars you know? were aligning everything. The script was set for a Tigers victory. And if you as a player don't sense those moments, you know, your coaches can't go out there and play for you. Mm. You know, so there's got to be at some stage the Luke Brooks and Adam Dewey, I thought – I thought Appy, like you saw his face, he was really red. I thought he tried really hard. I think the injury in the preseason, you know, the um, I don't think he's had the greatest preseason, probably because of injuries and, mm-hmm. you know, coming to a new club. So they've got a lot of work to do, the Tigers, and it's not a quick fix. I don't think it's a quick fix. I always believe that when you're out of form, it's at least a month to get back into form. Mm-hmm. And to get out of form, it's a half a footy. You can get out of form in 40 minutes by just not pushing and not tying in because you normally take your second half or you can take your lazy place into the next week. And um, I'm not saying the Tigers can't turn it around, but there's got to be a lot of hard work and a lot of soul searching. And that's for the players. I think that's for everybody involved. A brave performance from the Knights, probably one of the most courageous many of those players have been a part of with all of the odds against them. But a few issues to come out of this one. Firstly, Kalen Ponga, another yep. concussion. Yep. Got one last week. It's now four in the space of about 10 months. I mean, he'll obviously be ruled out for next week, but do you think he needs a, a stint a month or so out? If someone goes and pulls a hamstring, like we watched Tommy Turbo, uh, we watched Latrell Mitchell, we watched, Pat, uh, we watched Pappenhausen mm-hmm. go to see a specialist. If I'm Kalen Ponga, I go to see someone. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Someone that is right at the top of the tree in their field of concussions and brain injuries. And I go see someone, whether it's in America, whether it's Germany, whether who it is, and just see what's going on, whether it's just a freak accident, whether there's long-term damage. That's what I'd be doing if I was Kalen Ponga. It happened so easy yesterday. Um, we can talk about the poor technique. He was square on. It was a head clash, The you know, one of the biggest guys on the field. But that's what happens in rugby league. We can talk about technique. We can talk about defending him at fullback. But first of all, I would go get checked to make sure that there's no long-term damage. And then after that, I think the proposition of him playing in the front line and doing 30 tackles is out. If you want to care about Kalen Ponga and how he's going to play the game, he can still attack from fullback. I don't think he has to make 30 tackles. We watched it with Darren Lockyer play one. We've watched it with Billy Slater. We've watched it with – there there are people that can have an influence on the game from fullback and his name's Tedesco. His name's Tommy Travojevic. They don't have to make the 30 tackles. There's players that can have an impact. So – as much as that was the plan to play him at six, I think for the longevity of him, I think he's got to play one. Would you move him back now or yes. wait and sit? You'd move him now purely based on the fact Why that he'll he protect like, him? I don't, I don't get it, you know. Like he can go there and attack. He can he can do all the attacking plays. He can attack like a 5'8". Mm. He can get one off the ruck. It's, it's basically 10 to 15 metres on the field, whichever side. He can attack. But as soon as the kick's gone in, he runs back and defends a fullback. 
We watched Peter Sterling do it his whole career. Like, I know I'm going back. We watched Brett Kamali, you know, like when you're trying to get naughty. He was on either sides of the field. Like, very rarely, you know, like a halfback stayed in one position. Ricky Stewart used to defend just behind the line. You know, there was all these ways to keep your star players out of contact. You know, and if you can keep them out of contact, I know the game's moved forward. You know, the way the attack's set up now that you need everybody in the line, so there's no second man in the line, but he can still attack as a six or, you know, first off the ruck or second a receiver, but he defends a fullback. And that's the new way to play him and work it out. I think he's good enough to work it out. I think the coaching staff are good enough to work out. Do you think they will? Or do you think the fact that now they've made the change? They'll just commit particularly. I think they have to. I think their hand is forced. So you can't go and watch Newcastle and have him defend in the front line and do 35 tackles because that's what happens. That's what happens to the good players. The good players get a lot of traffic run at them. I remember we played Terry Lamb back in the early 90s. He made 46 tackles before there was a so-called spot player and a spot player wasn't someone that couldn't tackle. Terry Lamb was as tough He's as tough as Teak. It was the fact that we all had to run at him and it was the Brian Smith game plan that every single person, if you want the ball, run at Terry. And it just took out all of his energy and attack. And we ended up beating the Bulldogs in the semi-final. Well, first and foremost, we hope that Kalen's health is okay and hopefully he does get It looked get all right. Like he went on the sideline, he had a he sandwich, he didn't share it with any of his teammates, he was <laughs> munching around, he was watching the game. And when, you know, the sides were like, scoring and that he was dropping his head. So he was involved yeah. like emotionally in the game. So he wasn't sitting there like a cardboard cutout. So, you know, let's just hope that he's all right and he goes and gets the test that he needs to. But I think that they got to tweak where he defends and yeah. keep him out of the contact that he doesn't need to be in. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break and up next we'll talk about that sickening Jacob Saifidi tackle. <laughs> So they'll be missing Kalen at least for next week, potentially for a couple. They'll be missing Jacob Saifiti for a minimum of five weeks. That's with the early plea for yeah. that shot on Jake Simkin, which looked quite sickening. He was Simkin was laying so there fast, for a while, it? yeah. Like he just, like it was a great little change of angle. He just dropped him back underneath, and the big fella just crushed him and he held out his arm. He got him high, and we keep on saying, "There's so much of the body. I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm going to have to find out." But I'm going to have to <laughs> – so from the shoulders or underneath the shoulders down, what percentage of body is that? That's the percentage you've got to try to hit. Yeah. You've got to bend your back. It would have been – And hit you think that. And then the- everybody talks about drink water. They talk, oh, it's an accident. Bend your back. Corey Oates is six foot four. Mm. You're under six foot and you hit him in the head. If someone slips over, I get all that. Like, you know, in those wet conditions yeah. and someone goes to step and they slip and you cock out the arm and you get them in the head, I get all that. Yeah, and then I think that is an accident. And I feel sorry for the players to do that, but you still got him in head. But when someone's running to score a try and you can hit him anywhere and you can pick a target and you get him in the head, you got to pay the consequences. Saifidi, he was, you know, defending for his team and, you know, they were on the line and they were under pressure and the Tigers had a chance, you know, to claw their way back into the game. And he comes up with a play that he was trying to lift his teammates, but he got it wrong. Is five and a weeks, player had to leave the field, so. Is five weeks sufficient? I haven't seen it closely, you know what I mean? Like, it just happened so fast. Mm. And with the angle, it looked spectacular, didn't it? It looked like it looked like the worst tackle out of all the ones that has been done this year, really. 
didn't yeah. it? It looked so spectacular. How he hit, what is he, a six foot five guy, yeah. hundred and something kilo. He's flying, change of angle. It was a it was a big collision. He's bigger than the other guy. He won the collision easy, but he got him high. So you, I don't think he's lucky because I haven't watched it in the replay and how it's got. But yeah, I think five weeks should be about right. Man, that's a long time on the side. It is. It probably looked worse too because Jake Simpkin is pretty short, so yeah, it got him. Well, mate, it's a brute force, and yeah. it was a whole body check. I don't think, like, it wasn't all head. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, it was a big body check as well. So, and he's a big guy with a lot of weight behind him. I will say this: it, it was unfortunate, but it was nice sportsmanship from Jacob. I was on the sideline and went to go and um, see how Jake was yeah. as he walked up. Jacob ran, like, chased after him, put his arm around Jake Simpkin and apologised as they walked up the tunnel. So Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I don't know a player that's ever gone out there to really hurt someone. Mm. So, and I saw that, and then when he did the tackle, he got down on his haunches and he just, and you could see, Almost he regret, felt sick, He yeah. just knew, yeah, like, then he felt, I've let myself down, I've let my teammates down, I've hurt this guy. Like, you could just see all the emotions going through him. So, yeah, five weeks is sufficient. Yeah. He would have known in that instant that it was a long stint on the sideline. So would have all, all the emotions would have been coming to him. Plenty of emotions after the match as well, perhaps emotions of a different kind between Tommy Talau and Jackson Hastings. So Hastings had hit Tommy Talau, that shot which I saw it. he went off an HIA, broke his nose as well. Yep. And after the match, Hastings went to apologise to Tommy Talau. Talau didn't I'm like I'm on that. Jackson Hastings' side. Yeah. 100%. That tackle, I believe, is an accident. Mm-hmm. He's going to score a try. You know, they go, they knock the ball out, and we all watch it, and that's what they're trained to do. He clips his nose. He doesn't swing his arm at his head. He swings it at the ball. It just clips his nose. I think when Teleo looks at the footage today, he might be a bit embarrassed because he should get a grade three for carry-on. Don't laugh, Emma. <laughs> that was my attempt at <laughs> Do you? No, no, well, well. Well, yeah, I mean, like everybody gets hit and I think what goes on the field and when someone comes up to apologise, you just come up and you stand there and push and if you're knocked out, like, come on, man, get him get him next time. Talk about it or whatever, but to do that and push and and then Clemmer comes over, I didn't like that look. Jackson Hastings, it was an accident in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He clipped him. He's gone over to say, I'm sorry, right? It didn't look that bad. We didn't carry on. You know, in the call, myself, James Graham, Dan Ganane, and Chicka White, Charlie White, we all just sat there. We were all in agreement that the tackle wasn't that hard. Yep. And then after the game, I thought it was a bit of a carry-on. You don't see – and you don't see many players even apologising after the match. So that was big of Jackson to even bother to do he that. He went over to say g'day. Yeah. And then, oh, all this, oh, Tiger and he's this and that, you know. It should stay on the field. And I know they were still on the field, but it should stay within the 80 minutes. Yeah, mate, when blokes are walking off, mate, they're walking off. Just get to the dressing room. Mate, they got plenty of career in front of them. If they want to have beef out on the footy field, go sort it out. But after the game, but as I said, once Talal sees the footage and realises, gee was the hit wasn't that bad. He yeah. went to get the ball. His arm just goes straight past my head. He's just clipped my nose. I think he might feel a little bit embarrassed. Do you think for Hastings... What what would his emotions have been like? Why do people dislike him so much? Yeah, well, given there was so much talk, even still. No, no, why do people dislike him so much? Well, no one will come out and really say why. But there were a few articles during the week. Michael Chamis, our very own Chamis, had said that there were a few suggestions that 
he put the club offside for a couple of things. One was he'd asked to go uh, to the Gold Coast, I believe, for a match. And Tim Sheens had said, no, he wasn't playing that match, was either injured or suspended, I think suspended. And then he'd paid for his own flight to go up there because he wanted to. So going against what Tim Sheens had said. There were a couple of examples in right. the okay, article. So, whether okay, so like, of- let's break that down. Wayne Bennett doesn't go to a game and he's shot down. Whether it's a coach, whether it's a star player, if I didn't go watch my team, I would have been shot down. If a player wants to go and hang around the group, doesn't he go? Mm. So I don't think that's a bad thing if he yeah. pays his own way to go. Yeah. Do you think it's a bad no. thing? No, that the example if, I think is- If a player wants to be around the team, do you think it's a bad thing? No, absolutely not. There you go. So we've ticked that box. What's that the one's next fine. thing? A few personality clashes. And again, unless you're, unless anyone's prepared to actually go on the record, it's all just hearsay and there's no real, what can you go on? Just, oh, there's allegedly personality clashes. But and but the thing is the fact that there's so Personality clashes. Talk. You should see the text messages I get through social media now yeah. from all these keyboard warriors, right? It happens. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I know that because I'm a cup of coffee, right? So they can just do whatever <laughs> they want to do, but I don't need to be liked by everybody. Mm. And I'm sure all my teammates, to a man, not everybody like me. I yeah. know that. I know that 100%. I know that there's some personalities in my team I didn't like, but I respected them all. And when we went out on the field, we are one. I know that every person that's ever played a game, because you see it. When you go to a presentation night or you go to a reunion, certain groups get together. It's just natural. At a school, 35 kids don't come to your birthday party. Mm. It's only five or 10. So whatever you see with your kids and your thing, that still happens in a footy. Not everybody's best mates. You know, you can go to a wedding and a player can invite five players or he can invite the whole team. But I didn't go to every wedding. Our colleague, Jimmy Graham, he got married. Did you get an invite, Emma? No, I can't believe it. Did Charlie? Producer Charlie didn't even get an invite. It must have been exclusive. There you go. <laughs> They're besties. So, so, so is that a personality? You make a good point. Right. So you don't have to be liked by everybody. Mm. Not everybody's got to like you. We just got to learn to just live and be comfortable in our own skin and live with it. And if Jackson Hayson is a little bit prickly and gets under people's skin, I played with Alfie and Kevy. Mate, they didn't leave us alone. It was like two mozzies buzzing around <laughs> us for the whole time at training. They just mm. did not leave us alone. Like I remember driving a car into training and we were sponsored by Holden at the time and then they started giggling and just talking under their breath, Go, mate, I think Holden want their car back. They're embarrassed that Gordon's driving it. He's playing that bad. <laughs> but that's just relentless. And then and then that's just one story. There's, but you were mates like with them, weren't thousand. you? There's a thousand of those, right? And then Wendell was that. And then everybody's just all into each other. But that was our team. That's what we dealt with. That's what we had to do. And, you know, they talk about players and the conflict. And last week, Alan Langer used to come on, Craig Bellamy or Gary Belcher or whoever was our water boy at the time, our Bobby Boucher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Elf used to yell at him and say, get that bloke off. Yeah. And then we were up in arms that Luai had a thing. So Elf at some stage didn't want to play with some people. We had to live with that. He's the leader. He's it. And it's like Shackleton's Way, like the book. Have you read that? If no. you don't like the culture or the place, wait till you're the leader yeah. and change it. You feel sorry for Jackson Hastings? Then? No, I don't feel sorry for anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I think in that situation with the push and shove and not liking everybody, that's life. Yeah. That is life. 50% of people get divorced. 
with kids. That's life. You don't have to like it. I don't get this that you got to be all pearly pearly and love someone. It's a job. You go out there, you got to respect them for the 80 minutes. You respect them at training. You don't have to love everybody you play with. But when the whistle goes, you got to respect and do whatever he says. If he's the boss on the field, he's the boss on the field. That's it. Simple as that. So just imagine if that didn't happen, every single Australian team that ever goes away, not just rugby league, right? Queensland versus New South Wales hate each other, pushing sharp fights for the last 40 years. Yeah. Built on hatred. And then we go away and we play and we're one. We are one. Just imagine being in a swimming team or having other states involved and having a, like someone from Victoria or, you know I mean? Like as a Queenslander, we couldn't get any further away from them, mate. We like a cold beer. They like sipping lattes. Like it's a totally different culture. You know, they wear scarves, you know. We wear a set of double pluggers and a set of stubbies and jackie hairs. You summed it up very well. But at the very least, it gives all the journos something to talk about. So everyone's cheering. Every time there's a fight or something controversial, all the journos are sitting there going, yes, something to talk about tomorrow. Emma, like I think I've mentioned it in the last month, the Broncos put on a fight night. When I first went to the club, I was at the Dragons, mate. We must have been soft. Mm. Mate, we must have been a bunch of marshmallows, right? <laughs> so we played against them in the grand final. I go to Brisbane. They put on a fight night because of everybody getting under each other's skin. There's a punch-up in the pubs. There's this, there's that. We go to a SAS camp in Perth. <laughs> there's, there's blokes getting thrown around and punches thrown at training. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. You know, the last dance with Michael Jordan, they said, like Luke Longley come and spoke to South. He said Michael Jordan had a punch up with every one of his teammates. Yeah. That's what Jerome Lewis said actually in an interview with us at um, Channel 9 a couple of weeks ago just before the season said he wants to be like Michael Jordan in the sense that he wants to become the ultimate competitor and actually start by being competitor with his teammates. And that's what he's gone and done with Jamin Salmon. Anyway, we could go yeah, listen, on and on listen, and on listen, about listen, the listen. fighting. He, he, He's just got to pick another athlete. <laughs> He's just got to pick another athlete. Okay, pick a Terry Lamb, like the ultimate competitor. Pick someone like Pick a Jeff Toovey. Well, he's going right Michael to the top, Jordan. baby. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Jordan is the, probably the greatest athlete ever to walk the planet. There you go. That's what he said. I want to be like I Mike. know. you got to channel someone. So we, in the story, it's we like put me that little bold, song. Mate, I want to be the rock. Oh, I'd like to be the rock. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, tell me oh. Um, all right, be before we finish, the Dragons, they're sitting in third. Or oh, aren't we good? They had the Mate. bye. They had the bye. But look, the off-season that they had with all of the off-field oh. drama, talk about Hook as well. But the relief from that first game. It was so good. And yeah. to see Griffin sitting up there in the box and just watch, he's nervous, mate. The pressure that that club, yeah. I played at that club. It is a proud club. They love winning. They love it. They're, they're, the fans are so passionate. They all have an opinion. I, I I just think that Ben Hunt summed it up better. They need the board to back them. They need the fans to back this team, to play their first game with the buzz that's around, the buzz that's around up here. For the Dolphins to be around for five minutes and fill their stadium yeah. and Cogra, Looked like there was like five people there. It looked like Jersey flag, like when I was playing under-19s. <laughs> that's what the crowd – no, that's when you need your fans. Yeah. I'm just letting you know, Dragons fans, that's when they need you, right at this moment when they're under the pump and the way they played yesterday, I think they deserve to. They were coming off a bye. How hard is it? Titans had a great win. They got off to a good start. 
but you steadied the ship. You fought really hard. You got a great win the way they played for each other. I think there's a lot to like. Let's hope that the Dragons, what did they win last year? 1-8 and lost 8 or 1-9 and lost yeah. 9 or something. Let's hope that the Dragons get a winning season. You're saying the fans are fickle, Gordy? No, I love the Dragons fans. I actually do, and there's a lot of them. There's a hell of a lot of Dragons yeah. fans, and they, they're hard taskmasters. They want you to win. They expect you to win. Mm. A lot of them have heard stories off their grandfather with the 11 in a row. Mm. Then they went through the 70s and 80s when they were successful with the Reddies and the Youngs and the Morrises and all those guys. And then, you know, they waited a long time, a bit like South Sydney, a bit like what Parramatta's gone through. And all the Dragons fans grew up hearing about this great side. But I'll tell you something about the Dragons. I'm going to say it right now. They got to stop looking back. As an organisation, as a club, they look back too much. Mm-hmm. And I just spoke about what they've done in the past. So I'm part of the problem. They've got to look forward. It's a marriage that they're together and they all have to march forward. They're a proud club and the past is always going to come up. But anyway, hopefully the fans stick with them and for their sake they can get a, a few wins. And for our very own Aaron Woods as well, who's a... <laughs> no, 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 no. Hopefully Woodsy. I don't want it for Woodsy. You've gone too far. No. See, this podcast was <laughs> no, sticking on nicely and you've just taken it to a level that I'm not <laughs> We, we I'm want Wado and Woodsy to, to do well. I'm the not two prepared part to go that far. No, okay. too far. Okay. Too far. <laughs> I'm loyal to our own. No, anyway. no, no, hey, hey, hey. This is the team, the Monday okay. team, Yeah, right? we're loyal to each we, other. Hey, listen, Actually, mate, they were trying this, to beat us, mate, so maybe we should. Whole, <laughs> mate, we get the whole company off on a roll. Yeah. Don't you dare put a dampener on it. Yeah, that Tuesday him off the podcast bench too is early. terrible. Don't bring him off the bench too early, right? Just let him sit there. All right, well, hopefully we set the standard for Monday and uh, everyone can follow suit for the rest of the week. Gordy, enjoy the rest of the week and we'll see everyone next week for another edition of Monday Footy Talk.